0: Um, really what I want to do is, to start off with, is we had quite an unusual experience last night, Agnes and I, because, well, one, we went to bed at the same time, which is very unusual for us, because um, normally one of us is staying up and the other sleeping and stuff, but when we went to bed, um, Agnes went to sleep quite quickly, and the reason I know that is she started snoring very quickly, um, but I was reading... Well, I, and normally, normally when I'm uh, going to speak the following day or, or whenever the Lord will give me a message I'll have it quite clearly, I don't just preach what I want, I normally wait for it and nothing had happened all week long so I, I, I just prayed and I said do you have a message for tomorrow for the group and the, the Lord said, and he gave me a scripture verse and it's Isaiah 13 verse 2, I'm going to read uh, what God gave me. I'll read into it from the second verse, just sorry, from the first verse. If you've got a Bible, you read along. If, if not, don't worry about it. I'll just read it out, okay? Uh, and it says here, the burden of the burden against Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amos saw. And it says here lift up a banner on the high mountain, raise your voice to them, wave your hand that they may enter the gates of the nobles. Now, I'll read on in the chapter later, but I just want to say that again. Lift up a banner on the high mountain. This is verse 2. Raise your voice to them. Wave your hand and summon them that they may enter the gates of the nobles. Now, this is, again, very unusual because Agnes, after I had read that, right away woke up. And normally that's you, when you're out, you're out. But she said, I've just had a dream, a very short one it must have been. And she dreamt of, um, Shehalyon wasn't it really? And she dreamt about a tunnel in a mountain. Now we all, as a group folks, we went up to Shehalyon two or three weeks back and we prayed there against the agenda that's going on round about us, and particularly against COP26 or CON26. Mm-hmm. OK, we really felt led to do that. A lot of different reasons. If you want to know why, go on the podcast and you'll, you'll find out because it's just too much to get into just now. But we just felt led to go up there, the very geographical centre of Scotland. And we, we prayed there and we, we really believe that we got uh, a breakthrough. But we were aware, and Karen was speaking about it when we were up there, that there is this cave stroke tunnel in the mountain. And we didn't go to that because it's quite a bit away from where we were. But it has enormous significance, apparently, to the uh, the Freemason and occult people that go up every year on shahalyan Annually, they do an annual ritual, which effectively gives the Masonic cabal control over the whole world. And they do that from shahalun and I, I believe they've been doing it for a long time. So, anyway, that, that's... So the, uh, we believe the cave. Now the cave is a physical thing; it does exist. But there have been many people who said they've been in the cave, and it basically became a tunnel that you could go on for miles and miles. But that's not evidence in the natural. So it, it might be some kind of. I know this might be weird to some of you, but it might be some kind of portal or interdimensional thing. We don't know. And you're not. You're not. And you know, we're not being loonies here. These things are, are very real. Uh, some of us have experienced stuff like that. But the thing about it is this, is that Agnes had this dream about this tunnel or portal in the mountain, and she says, we have to go into it, okay? Now, I was thinking about that, I thought, well, that means we've got another trip up there, we have to get into this, right? Because even finding this cave is difficult at times, apparently. (laughs) Shehalion. It's the very centre of Scotland, it's in Perthshire. So, anyway. But this is what the Lord said to me. And it's from this verse, because the two things were together. The two things, if you like, are melding together. This, the verse that I got, and, because it says, you lift up a banner on the high mountain. I thought, well, do we need to go back to Shehalion and, and raise a banner? Because we've all we've put capsules up there. One of our team went up at the weekend with his boy. and and planted some stuff up there, uh, just again at the leading of the Holy Spirit. But this is what I felt the Lord said to me. Lift up a band on a high mountain, raise your voice So, And the the, the dream that Agnes had. I felt the Lord was saying that what we've done up there, in the Lord, for the Lord, has, we've got the victory. As, As Jim, Jim? As Jim said, the mountain now belongs to the Lord. See, the reason we went up there is the very centre of Scotland. And we felt that was significant. There's other reasons why we believe it's significant. But mountain in scripture is a metaphor for kingdom or nation, or for governance, for governmental reasons. Okay, Mountains in the Bible are metaphors for governmental uh, your hubs, if you like, or domains. So we were in effect claiming Scotland back from the cabal when we were up there, and it was symbolic, the mountain and so on. Okay. So anyway, put Agnes' dream and this together. What I felt the Lord was saying was that we've done that. We don't physically have to go up because we've already taken dominion over that. So in taking dominion over Shehali, in the, the, the geographical centre of Scotland, and there are biblical references to this, by the way, but I won't get into that today. In doing that, we've, we've in effect, brought uh, Scotland under God's domain again. Yeah. Now, you might not see a lot of evidence of that right now, obviously. okay? Which is why we're all here. Am I right? Because we're, we're a resistance group or movement or people that are resisting wicked governments and the sinister occult, satanic, demonic, whatever you want to call it, principalities, powers and forces behind what's going on. And, you know, Karen has brought this out quite a lot in some of the podcasts, how some people in government are aware of this and they work with it, while others are just willing stooges. So we don't know who really who's who's a willing stooge or or who's not, but there are many who who will run with the narrative even if they've not got a clue, because that, they're programmed to do that, they're conditioned to be obedient to government. Even if the government says, "Well, slaughter all your babies," you know, some people would just put their hand up and say, "Whereabouts?" Yeah. Do, do, do you know what I mean? So we're we're talking about wicked government, and it's got, and we've always been aware of that. I've always preached about that for years, haven't I? Um, and others have, but it's never been. People would look at you like you, you know. Your two heads when you used to speak stuff like this before Covid. Before Covid when you spoke about stuff people would just think you know what's she talking about I've got two nice cars in the driveway I live in a nice bungalow in Bear's Den you know um, I don't see oppression I don't see wicked governments but they do now mm-hmm. or put it this way they should now mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, and if they don't it shows you how effective those governments and by the way we're talking pastors, we're talking Christian leaders, we're talking household names even in the church in the UK who are COVID and vaccine zealots and evangelists. You know, that they're preaching the vaccine. They're not preaching Jesus or they're not preaching God's word or the gospel or what you'd expect in a church. They're preaching vaccine compliance. And, yes, and bow the knee to Baal. You know, they don't call it bail. They just think, oh, well, you know, it's healthy... Health and safety, but anyway, we know all that. So, but I want to encourage you because this verse here, we'll read on a wee bit as well, because this is, um, and and I should say this, I'll just th- throw this in as well. We are in possession of a hundred-year-old, in fact, hundred and one-year-old next month, uh, December, just say, prophetic word that was given that directly references COP twenty-six and speaks about the agenda of it all and, and how the remnant will destroy it. It doesn't mention the words COP26, but it clearly tells, it clearly speaks of what is happening in Glasgow right now, and it's never ever happened in all the 101 years since. So it's happening now, and it speaks about that, and um, very clearly. You so... Tell us about sorry? You be able to tell us about it? Well, aye, If you got in the podcast, again, I can't... You know, get you uh to... Well, we'll get to that at the end. Sorry, yeah. Um, so we're living in momentous times, folks. Okay, this isn't just oh, there's a wee thing going on in in Glasgow. This is this is massive. Not because it's about climate change or you're a greener cl- climate or planet and all this. It's about world domination and the slavery of the human race. And there are umpteen reasons. Umpteen very uh important reasons why they've chosen scotland and why they've chosen glasgow and some of this stuff is going back decades mm-hmm. okay but there are many prophetic words not just the one i mentioned but if you go back into the covenanters and again you'll, you'll find this stuff on, on our podcast i'm not trying to, the podcasts are free because <laughs> i'm not trying to sell them okay but you'll find a lot of the, the background to this um, uh, and it's all telling us that at this time in history and in fact, one of the covenanters, uh, John Brown of Haddington, uh, he did a, a Bible notes, and he actually talks about this very time and says what's going to be going on in, in the world. So these guys had a prophetic gift. They knew what was going on. Um, and so there's so much, and of course, more recent times, those of you might be aware of, Jean Darnall, who was a, a prophetess who came to Scotland, caused a sensation across the world because she said, that a mighty move of god would happen in scotland and and reach all the other nations and so on and she, she actually had several visions of that and others as well so we're not trying to big up scotland um you know but but we are trying to big up what god is doing mm-hmm. in scotland through yourselves and, and our, ourselves others and it's so it's great to, to to network isn't it it's great to come together and you know it would be wonderful if uh, more and more remnant folks and remnant groups and we all came together because that was what i saw in my vision you know it was it was a remnant for sure but i'm talking hundreds of thousands of people that's what i used to see as the remnant Mm -hmm. Now it's, it's it's maybe not put it this way it's maybe not in fact the figure of two million is the figure i had and have had for years of the remnant and you might turn around and say well in a population in Britain, population is 60 million. That's not much, but folks, there might not be 60 million of us around in a year or two's time. And that's a that's a, that's not saying that in a a glib or blasy or smarmy way. It's just reality, and it's reality we have to we're having to live with every one of us. Because I don't know about you, every morning I get up, and it's like saying, is the dream going to end? Is the nightmare going to end? You know, it, it 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 never ever becomes commonplace, or it never ever becomes. Oh well, that's life now. It's always the same. Dear God, what's what's happened? So that's where we are. So let me just uh, explain a wee bit about what the Lord showed me from this scripture, and then we can um, finish. I gonna take up a couple of hours, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll shorten it today, an hour and 45, I'm only kidding. <laughs> it says here, raise your voice, to, lift up a banner, high man, raise your voice to them. And then he says, wave your hand that they may enter the gates of the nobles. Now, just to say that the context of this, this is Isaiah the prophet, and he's prophesying about 170 odd years into the future, where he sees the fall of Babylon, the literal fall of the city of Babylon. Which was regarded as unbeatable, unconquerable, Mm -hmm. invulnerable, because they had, they had the walls were so thick, the city was so large, and it it was regarded nobody could lay siege to it, nobody could put a finger on it. They didn't have the technology to do that. If you were in the walls of Babylon, which the Babylonians were, then nobody could touch you. But eventually, what did happen, and Scripture records it is that in one night it happened because they dried up they stopped the river that flowed into babylon and thus they could go under the the walls and the gates and so on and they took it quite easily after that so it just shows you um, and here's the beautiful thing about that those folks meeting down the road that's how they see themselves untouchable unbeatable you you know invulnerable we'll just close this we'll close the streets We'll close it all off. You can't even touch us. Well, I bet you there's a few wee hairies for Glasgow managed to breach the security, yeah. am I right? And get in there and mug somebody or, you know, amen. amen? This is, this is, some of them might be in this room. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Or, uh, yeah, 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 that's prophetic. But it's true, isn't it? They think that they're untouchable. Mm -hmm. They think that, well, we'll we'll meet wherever we want. And they do have, Mm -hmm. I believe this, uh, we all believe this year, that they have a reason for Glasgow, COP26, because I, I think that the great reset they're all planning will somehow be launched here. We have speculated, and again, it's highly controversial, that they may be attempting a false flag event, you you, know, um, very possible, because that would give them the impetus. well, you know, justification, justification, um, because it's not about climate change. But even if they stick to that, there's so many things I think, because one of the things they want to do is take our cars from us, um, you know, and the approach roads to to here, particularly from that side, they've virtually closed off one whole lane of the road, and it was bad enough. It's a cycle lane now. now. I don't know anybody in this area who owns a cycle, because if they do, they'll know of it for long, am I right? But, but that's the thing, because they want to take our cars from us. You know why? Well, if you take away our cars, we can't we can't meet together. We can't assemble, we can't get to, you guys get to George Square or whatever. Oh, well, that's going to be a lot more difficult. And we'll make sure the trains are on strike and the buses are done working and... Because movement and mobility is a big problem to them because they know that we, we, we will move around to, to meet together and to do stuff and to organise. Um, and it, it's not just us, but other people decide to do the same. So they want, they want us basically, um, what the Bible calls a captive exile, which means you're locked down. Mm-hmm. You're exiled from normal life, from society, from the shops, from wherever you want to go. Um, but you're but you're a captive at the same time So that's what they want um, and that's what they're trying to do but look this is the good news and I think we should encourage ourselves with this there's a lot of negativity I find we, we, some of us in the REM, in our WhatsApp group sometimes you get really dark stuff going on um some people are just it's like they're just gonna be frenzy of you know this is what they're planning maybe you guys are the same we need to be informed. We need to know about these things, but we don't need to, um, you know, just get really dark about it and negative and depressed. Um, So, but here's what it says Wave your hand that they may enter the gates of the nobles. And that's the good news of this, because gates always speak about um, governmental aspects. In other words, the gates in, in Bible times, the gates of the city were the places where government sat. It's governmental, okay? So he's saying here, the prophet, enter into the government areas of the nobles, that word nobles, okay? Um, I'll just explain it very quickly. The gates of nobles, it's speaking when he says this, and, and I need to say this first, sorry, I should have read this. Although this is about literal Babylon falling, and Isaiah seen it, there is a consensus of thought among Bible scholars that Isaiah here is addressing both the historical destruction of the city of Babylon, which took place uh, less than 200 years later, about 170 odd, I think it was, by the Medes and Persians, but also, and this is this is vital to us, the end-time destruction of the last days Babylon system. We call what's going on the beast system, antichrist, Babylon, you know, globalism, many names it goes by, Leviathan, um, but all, all different ways of identifying it. Amen? So, it's saying here that Isaiah is looking beyond the historical, as, as did Jeremiah, and looking at it through, if you like, a telescopic lens into the end times. Because Babylon is no longer a city that's in Iraq. Babylon is a system, and it's a system we're we fighting right now, resisting right now. It's the system of slavery of the human race, um, you know, making us um, indentured slaves, making us, um, you know, the, the Jack Book, 1984, all the different things that we were aware of, but really oppression of wicked governments. And I, when I, I don't use the word wicked lightly, and I don't just use it in a, a Christian context. I use it because that's exactly what it is. It's wickedness that we're dealing with because it's genocide. Mm-hmm. The, they're euthanizing the population. We just heard about someone yes, an eighty-year-old woman with a broken hip, that that the twenty-four hours before the ambulance came. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The military came, uh, yeah, and the police came, and and just and not. But you see, well, they're not. They're not part of the the conspiracy, but but they're willing tools. Yeah. And the NHS is... is a, we saw it before COVID. The NHS is a death cult. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what they are. And and some of them are aware. Uh, and some of them are only vaguely... The, the power trip, they don't care. Yeah. But that's what we're dealing with. So it is wickedness. And he says here, this look, he says... That they may enter the gates of the nobles. What he's saying is... And I believe this is... For us, our we group, because of the Shehalian thing... Um, that God is saying that governance is now ours see we believe here that what we decree it's not just prayer but what we decree what we speak forth um as a game changer as the game changer you know that what uh, is going on all around us will only be changed as christians decree the purpose of god into that and against that So, what this is saying is, is that we have this, it's been given to us, and it's a prophetic word. Isaiah was prophesying initially to the Medes and Persians and saying, the gates are going to be opened. And that's exactly what happened. Once they get through that, under the, the, the riverbed, they then opened the gates. And I believe what God is saying to us prophetically is, that you've got under the riverbed, now open the gates. And the gates of the noble speaks about governance, but it also speaks, and this is what I've I've written down here, it also speaks about plunder. Because when you're in the army and you take another, you you take your enemy's position, you plunder them. And we believe that the the folks that have organised COP26 and the delegates, because it's not necessarily the same people, the folks that are going to this are mostly just puppets. And the folks that have organised it might not even be there, but they may be there. But the reality is is that they're there now, I believe, for the taking. And we're not being um, overly optimistic. We're not just pretending that we're not dealing with real darkness here. But we do believe that the very fact that we're here and the very fact that we all resist in our different ways and means and methods um, and levels even, the very fact that there is that, And we're just a representative group, aren't we? There's, there's many, many more. And there's there's also, you call the silent resistors who are right now being persuaded. And who, you know, they've seen... And that will include some Vax folks, by the way. As we all know. So, but it's speaking here about taking over the governments. Taking over the dominion that the nobles presently enjoy or once enjoyed. Because he's speaking here about nobles. And that really means governmental leaders or princes or or those who, you know, the politicians, we would call them, prime ministers, first ministers, presidents, all these guys. Now, they they have the rule, but they, they're also ruled, and we know that. They're, they're governed by uh, darker forces. But uh, just one other thing I wanted to share about that, because that word nobles is nadib in the Hebrew, and it can be translated princes or rulers. And there's just another verse, uh, another portion of Scripture I want to look at uh, just to close this off in in the book of Job. And this is also, I believe, prophetic for us. It's it's good news for us. It's in Job chapter 12. And then he says this. I don't want to read too much. I'm just going to read pretty much where I... In verse 19 he says, He leadeth princes... He leads... Princes away plundered, there's that word plunder here, okay, and overthrows the mighty. I think what God is saying to you is these, these folk think they're coming to COP26 to reset things to, and that they'll be following their agenda. And we already know from one or two things that we're aware of that their agenda has been mightily disrupted, okay. I think they're in disarray. Some of us believe that, okay. Um, and, and there's things going on that maybe we're not aware of, but you can discern or pick up that, that things aren't going so well mm-hmm. for them. And the very fact that there's more and more people becoming uh, awake, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. And, and the other thing about it as well is we don't need everybody awake. No. We just need a tipping point. Mm-hmm. You hit that tipping point, and I think many times in the past, it's, it, for example, 9-11, there's been times where they've tested the water or they've thought we can we can do a home run here but too many people got awakened and it's the same with 9-11 i remember when multitude when i was in london the day they said a million marks it was two million it was two million against blair and all these the, the warmongers because more and more people and it's ordinary people out, go down in the train you're know, very uh, you know respectable looking middle-aged men you know, middle class, sitting with their children, ready to go down with placards and everything. You know, people that would, would say booty a goose. But they were there to make that protest. And I think with 9-11, they'd backed right off because they realised, and, and look at how Bush and Blair to this day are despised, mm-hmm. because people woke up. Yeah, woke up. And and too many books were published, and eventually even the media, uh, even you can go to some of these uh, documentary sites today and see nine eleven conspiracies. So they didn't manage it back then, but they think they can manage it now, but I think they're, they're mistaken. He leads princes away plundered and overthrows the mighty. You know, there were few empires in the history of the world, like the Babylonian Empire, in terms of just, we could not oppose it. And the same with Rome, all these great empires have all been overthrown in history. And so will this one, this globalist one. Then it's well, what that job, job chapter 12? Job chapter 12, Ronnie. Then it says here, verse 21 is where I want to go with this. He pours contempt on princes. It's that same word as nobles. Nadib. He pours contempt on princes and disarms the mighty. I'm believing God to disarm these people at COP26. That will be the biggest damp squib ever. Mm-hmm. If it even takes place. Regardless of what they've got planned, and if they are planning a false flag, that will also come in on because false flags have been thwarted in the past. And then it says, he uncovers deep things out of darkness, brings the shadow of death to light. He makes nations great and destroys them. He enlarges nations and guides them. Then watch this, he takes away the understanding of the chiefs of the people of the earth. Or it says here, he deprives the leaders of the earth of their reason. He strips kings of understanding. He makes them wander in a pathless wasteland or a trackless waste. What he's saying here is God knows how to deal with wicked governmental rulers, but we need to continue to resist. And I don't just mean, you know, foot in the ground stuff, wonderful, yes. But also um, in every realm the spiritual realm, the practical realm, you know, simple things, leaflets, websites, all that networking like we're doing today but also not discounting and in fact making a priority and, and we do that a lot in, in the remnant army group that we're in and uh, can speak a lot about this making decrees speaking into it you know speak to the mountain stuff amen yeah and it's in, it's very interesting as well i will just very I'll, I'll close with this when jesus says if you speak to this mountain be thou removed, be thou cast into sea, okay? It's believed that where he he issued that instruction from, right across the valley from him was what's called the Herodian or Herodium Herod's Palace, which was a fortress. And it was a man-made mountain. It was a tiny wee hill, and they literally built it up into a mountain and put Herod's fortress on top of it. And it's believed that Jesus was saying, this mountain. Mm-hmm. Now, I know speaking to mountains is all about, you know, faith and removing obstacles in your life. I get all that. But there's also this dimension to it. And, of course, Herod back then represented the usurping, wicked, governmental power. Exact same as we're faith. Things don't change, do they? Mm-hmm. You know, And it, what's really sad is that our British government and our Scottish government... They're a big part of this machine. Mm-hmm. They're a big part because they're globalists. You know, the SNP aren't a nationalist or mm-hmm. independence party. That's the smoke street that get the votes yeah. so they can push the globalist agenda. Yeah. Boris Johnson is a conservative, small-c, right-wing Tory. He's a globalist, and he's also as a, a eugenicist, whatever it is. Yeah. He, he's a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. And... and, and these people somehow these uh, have got into the parties. They've changed the party. There are no good parties anymore. Yeah, yeah. So we have to be aware that they're all corrupt. That they're all they're all depraved. They're all wicked beyond conception. And it's our job to resist them. Yeah. We're not rebels. We're not going to start the militia and get rifles and stuff like that. Not, not not yet. Um, Amen. <laughs> right. Uh, it's deep into it? all realms, you know, like um, the housing. Yeah. You know, I'm with um, Hanover. Uh huh. And there's already 25 board members stepped out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just. It's just, it's just what's on? Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything, so much is corrupt, mm-hmm. so much is, yeah. is, is wicked, so. That's what we're about. That's why we meet here and we employ all means, of course, maybe mainly spiritual in a sense, because we're Christians, that's what we do. But, uh, and we speak against it, you know, but, um, we, again, in terms of providing that safe environment for us, what they would call anti-vaxxers, we would just call, uh, decent human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what that's, that's what we're about. So we, we obviously have to be a wee bit careful, but we're not fearful. You know, if the time comes to make that stand, then you make the stand, you know. And we're not being, uh, you know, uh, blasey about that either. But we just, I think all of us have a firm conviction that what we're standing for, what we're about, um, is right. And it's right in God and it's right across the board. So we'll continue to do that. And that's, that's basically it, folks. Just...